This is the Plain English Real Estate Show with your host, Rowena Patton, a show that focuses on the real estate market in terms you can easily understand. Call Rowena now. The number is 240-9962 or 1-800-570-9962. Now here's the English girl in the mountains, the agent that I would trust, Rowena Patton. Good morning and welcome to the show. This is Rowena Patton on the Real Estate News Radio Show. I am so excited today. I mean, I'm always kind of excited on a Saturday morning. I saw the deer. On really? The way. I saw the deer on the way in today. It's always fun, isn't it? I mean, there's so much wildlife out here. The it turkeys was, are always oh, here, but the deer, you, that's special. It was, yeah, you don't see them that often, even though how many acres have we got here? 65. 65 acres in downtown Asheville. That's pretty crazy, and most people don't know it's here. <laughs> it's and I'm away. even more excited this morning because I have Amy Weenens on the line. Actually, she's on my phone line, too. I better let that one go. Oopsie. Randy, <laughs> Basic 101 Radio. I'm, I'm, I must be a rookie again. Oh, you're doing great. Amy, good morning. Where are you calling in from good this morning, morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm so excited to, to be on this this morning. I'm in, I'm in Iowa. So you're back in Iowa. So, a, so you're yep, in, Iowa in Iowa City, Iowa. correct? Uh, Waterloo, Cedar Falls area. Waterloo, Cedar Falls. So you're an hour behind us. Thanks for getting up early on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Amy I'm excited is, to be here Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you Amy is coming along with Marty Who you may have heard last week Marty may be calling into the show uh, A little later on um, So we are having a big event On Thursday, 1 till 4 Cocktails after it For agents to really help them out With mindset Amy, I think maybe it should be for, for other people As well with mindset right now What do you think about that? Right Mindset's a you know, little hard, isn't I it? Think, yeah, mindset mindset is everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like a, a top producer mindset is just a, a person in life that just is always focused mm-hmm. on winning. And winning not being uh, I want, being every day I make an impact on people's lives. How right? about a decent person mindset? I mean, no, it, that's what I a mean. It's, per- yeah. it's outside agents, right? It's that person that you want to have around. Who wants that negative Nancy friend or husband or wife? I can see husbands and wives laying in bed Saturday morning looking at each other right now, rolling their eyes, and we're starting an argument out there. We didn't mean to do that. And some of them are saying, you know what, honey, you're the, you're the person that lifts me up. Who is that person in your life that has... So describe what that would look like, Amy, in terms of the person in your life that lifts you. Because if you have a great mindset, you lift everybody around you. What does that look like when it's a spouse, for example? Because you know we, we've got a we've got a few people laying in this morning. What if they look to their spouse? How does that person lift them up? What does that great mindset look like? I think that great that great mindset looks like that we're a team. That great mindset looks oh. like I'm gonna let you grow and be who you are, and you're gonna let me grow and be who I am. But together, but together, we're better. I'm not threatened by you. I'm going to encourage your gifts. Your gifts and your talents are different than my gifts and talents. But together, they, they collectively, they, they, they add to one another. You know, that just gave so me I chills. Uh-huh. Just you saying that gave me chills because it was so succinct. Because most people, whether it's with their friends, with, with, with their teammates, with their colleagues, with their spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, they, whatever it is, they're looking for somebody Randy's rolling his eyes now because I said they. It's, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. And I don't even know all the other pronouns. I just can't keep up. Most people are looking for a partner in a friend, a partner 
It, let's go for friend first, right? So if you have a friend, you go out to dinner and like, and and you say, "How you doing?" and they go, "Oh, my life's really crying." I nearly said it, Randy. Randy nearly beat me. My my life is really sheddy right now, and this is happening, and that is happening. He's rolling his eyes again. This is happening, and that is happening. I mean, you all want to be there for your friends, but if that's what happens every time you're around them, you probably don't want that friend in your life, right, Amy? Yeah, no, you got to cut that cord quick. Cut the- <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I'm like, here's the thing. I mean, I am like, I go the distance with people, right? And I think that that most people will go the distance with people. Everyone hits hard times. Everyone hits a bump in the road. Everyone needs someone to pump their tires some days. But if that's the con- that's the consistency of that relationship. You got to cut it because that thing can sink your ship really quick. Yeah, nibbles away and, at you. And here's the thing. Like, in this life, we don't need anything that, that brings the negativity. Life itself, the what's going on economically, what's going on across the globe, the, all the all the all that we've got going on, you just need to be the steady, the surety, and have surround your life with positive. Control what you can control. And you can control not hanging around people that are negative. I just had a, I just had a, a lunch yesterday with someone who said, Amy, how are you doing? I'm just, I just want to meet with you. She's a past client of mine. So I just want to meet with you. Because I know that real estate market's shifting and changing, and I just want to make sure you're okay. Oh. And I said, I, I said, do you know how much that means to me that you would call me, have lunch with me? She's super successful, and ask me that question because most people will never ask you those things or ever get in the trenches with you on anything, right? And it was a super positive. She, I'm like, I so appreciate. She goes, Amy, I've been in places where things shift, things change, and people don't even ask the question. I think that part of being Great in real estate, great as a, a friend, great as a, a spouse, is asking questions, caring. You, you know, so I'm so glad you touched on that, Amy. And we did mention Amy's coming into town between one and four. I'm sure she'll be here for a little bit more than that. And we're having cocktails at four o'clock, by the way. <laughs> she's talking about mindset to agents. But, oh, my gosh, if I were you, I might come and listen to Amy because she's amazing, as you can tell. Uh, very cool. And much of what we're, we're talking about will apply to people out there in the world too and of course we also have a lot of agents listening as well so if you go to realtymastery.com realtymastery realty with a y i know i talk funny mastery.com the link will be there <laughs> do you remember the promo code amy <laughs> oops I, no, I like, yeah none of us remember the promo code but it's only 29 bucks so so you'll be fine realtymastery.com <laughs> between one and four and you get free cocktails and the chance to actually meet this incredible woman on the phone who's in Iowa right now. Uh, and again, thank you for starting your day early on the radio with us. We're talking about mindset this morning. This is Rowena Patton on the Real Estate News Radio Show. Yes, it's about real estate, and that's why Amy's on the show, because mindset is everything in real estate and life. Oh, my gosh, what is that? So let's talk about divorce. Let's really go for it, Amy. When you've got that <laughs> partner, I know, it's really fun. Oh. Um, so when when you... <laughs> Randy's flicking his ring around. I'm flicking my ring around. Both of both of us don't have one, um, and we've both been divorced, as most people have. Like at least half the population have, right? So, we're talking about yeah. mindset and, and the need to keep your mindset strong. One thing that's said to me sometimes is because honestly, I'm I'm a naturally. I'll just admit it. I'm a naturally cynical person. So I, I'm by cynical. I'm really looking for the obstacles. Like this thing is laid out before us. I try and identify any obstacles that might come up through my experience 
before they come up and take the obstacles out of the way. So I guess that's not really cynical. It's looking for the obstacles. And people right. say, well, wait a second. When something's going wrong, don't you want to hear it? Do you just want to hear, you know, uh, uh, Chatty Cathy or, you know, somebody super positive all the time? That's not real. What would you say to that, Amy? You know, I think that you have to look at reality. I think you have to know what's going on. I think you have to know the truth. I think you have to know. I mean, you have to be aware. I'm, I'm in my office. I walk through my office. I'm extremely positive, but I am very aware of everything going on in that office. Mm-hmm. I don't really miss a beat, right? <laughs> I'm an observer, and I don't even appear like an observer. You wouldn't even know that I'm constantly watching, right? You make me I'm, scared well, now. I'm going to hang out with you in, on Thursday. Like You're making me scared now. You're going to yeah. be observing my every okay. move. Will you see those I, extra I five observe. pounds? I, I observe all the time. <laughs> but, but literally, I'm an observer, but here's the thing. I'll sit there. I'll... I'll I believe in addressing issues. I don't believe in like sugarcoating everything. That's not true. That's not reality. You got, but you got to have safe people that you can dump the junk on. Yes. Or people. I don't really believe in having people. I think this: if you have a problem, don't talk about your problem to somebody who can't doesn't have any ability to have any kind of resolve for you. Like if they don't have the ability hmm. to help you, then don't talk to don't talk to them about it because no. you're going to the wrong source. Maybe we should call you Amy Oprah. I mean, I think you should have your own show, honestly. So you're exactly right. So what you're saying is, if you've got a problem, the first thing is identify the problem because there's the kitchen, especially as we started saying, what does that mean for a spouse? So for a spouse, don't do the kitchen sink. You know, if you've got a spouse that won't talk to you about anything, don't then wait six weeks and then go, well, you didn't come home on time last night and I cooked you dinner the night before and you don't pick your clothes up off the floor and you leave you wet towels and you never do... I mean, Randy, what? come on, you can come up with some of these. What, Disaster. What, you, what were you told? <clears throat> the, the big kitchen sink. You know what I'm talking about, oh, don't yeah. you? It builds and builds and builds over little things and then it's big. Yeah, and how, how do you address that? You s- <laughs> for, particularly for most men there, I'm going to say it. Divorce. Yeah, yeah. So men... men can't you know so for women they remember all those little pieces right that came out in marriage counseling one yes. time yeah you, you are the one who has the memory here and i actually in my relationship i have to say my honey has them he is a, an elephant brain he remembers everything like everything he can tell you every president well you've met him amy you know what i'm talking about he remembers everything yeah. it's unbelievable yeah. so remember you maybe he remembers all the terrible things i'm doing i don't know i tend to pass them off so it's not it's not just a female male thing however when you collect that big basket of ugliness first of all you're you're carrying a big basket of should around you know you, you you're shitting on yourself right Randy I'm being you careful yeah. you're yeah. shitting on yeah. yourself with this ba- yeah. big basket of shoulds exactly right so who wants that that's that's <laughs> gosh how heavy is that in new relationships don't ever let that stuff in the house same don't thing with ever, friends yeah, don't yeah. let it in the house yeah. Or, I mean, the thing is, if it's an agreement and a partnership to keep that mindset set strong. It's what Amy started out with, with the partnership piece. You're looking for a partner. So if you're cooking dinner and that partner's coming home, wife, husband, they, indifferent, it doesn't matter, friend, you know, or friends are going to dinner. You you want them to be on time. And then you need to be able to, right. so Randy, you're not saying don't talk about that, right? If it doesn't happen, I think. No. How, but how would you prefer that would be addressed, Randy? At the very onset, in a right. very nice way. Uh, honey, 
Hey, bumface, why weren't you here like that? You Would mean? you please get those dirty dishes out of Put them in the dishwasher. It's right beside yeah. the sink. Yeah. Don't just pile them in the sink. Put them in the dishwasher. It's right there beside it. Right. You know, yeah. I'd, oh, so you. So I used to teach the disc all the time, and the way I'd identify it is I'd say, okay, who has a problem with the dishwasher? And everybody would put their hand up. Everyone. <laughs> really? Yeah, female, male, yeah. indifferent. Everyone has a... You know, and the worst thing, let me give you this one. The worst thing is you've stacked the dishwasher. This might have been in my previous relationship. I stacked the dishwasher all the time, but I wasn't stacking it correctly. Oh, <laughs> I've been there. That's a whole do, do, bucket you know of should. I, do you know what concept I already have? What concept I always have? I'm like, sometimes, because you can get frustrated with things like, oh, you know, you, you how many backpacks do you need to have in our bedroom? Like, <laughs> like my husband has backpacks, right? He has a flight bag because he's taken as he's studying for his pilot's license. He's got a, <clears throat> a Louis Vuitton bag in case he's going to go into a high-profile client. Oh, he's got, I mean, he's got a Kumi bag. He's got like he's got bags, right? Ooh. I like bags. And we have a big walk-in. We have a big walk-in closet, and I'm always like, why do why can't our why does our why does this Kumi bag and all these backpacks keep getting stacked across our wall? This is not a store. I'm like, but here's the thing. I have to say that when I get irritated about that kind of stuff. He could get irritated for 10,000 things about me. I always think to myself, someone else would love to have this problem. They would love oh. for this to be the problem. Yeah. And, they're, they're, yeah. and that shifts your perspective quickly. Wow. Someone else would love for this to be the issue. Yeah. They're tired of living alone. Right? Oh. Yeah, I mean, if someone else would love for this to be the, the situation they have to deal with. Actually, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, thinking I'd like you... some of those bags in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> Send yeah, them on over. <laughs> When you flip that switch, though, it's like, oh, okay. I can't tell you how many times I think that. Someone else would love to have these issues. I love that. What's your attitude? So that's like a, I have guiding questions that say, say, there's always a guiding question that keeps me focused. Is this helping me list another home and get it sold for somebody who deserves it? You know, whatever I'm focusing on, because often I'm focusing on something that doesn't help that at all. It keeps me focused for at least the three hours during the day. But that's sort of the same right. thing, except it's almost like a guiding answer or a guiding vision or a guiding thought or something. I love that. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't you know, you can imagine that. So can you say it again, Amy? So I want to write that down. Someone. Well, every time I get the feeling, yeah. I get this, I get irritated about something. Someone else would love that this would be their situation. They'd yeah. love to have this, this issue, right? It's like a guiding they're statement. No, they haven't dated anybody. Like someone else would love to have this. Like let's not major on the minors. Yeah. Right. So it's just those things, but those are the, it's like the little things that erode things. It's the little things that keep it irritated. But if you flip the script, because my husband, like, he's the, he's the best side of me. And, like, he, he compliments me in, on so many different levels, right? Where I'm strong, you know, he might, that might be his weakness. But he's, he really is a good partner to me. Baggage and all. But, it, like... <laughs> but like with everything, you could sit there and go, okay, eh, 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 eh. right? Nitpick, and yeah. if you focus on those things, that's what your mind is always going to focus on. You're going to draw to your life what you're focusing on. Isn't that true? On, if you hang, if you hang around people that are unhappy and they're, I always tell people, if you have friends that are, that are like close friends that are really unhappy in their marriage, you can't afford to really hang out with them all the time like you used to because pretty soon you're going to have marriage issues. You're going to start to point out, oh, yeah, my husband's like that. My that wife's like that. That is so true. Oh, yeah, they, they suck too. They suck too, yeah. yeah. And pretty soon y'all are divorced. That's very, maybe that's what happens because you're right. When, you know, when, when you're having uh, marital or, or partnership issues, <coughs> excuse me, 
you. <laughs> I love what you're talking about, Amy. I really do. Uh, and uh, you're right. Uh, that stuff just just don't don't major on the minors. I like that too. Wouldn't you love to have and an I, Amy in your life that yes, talks like that? Yes. Oh my gosh, marriage counselor. <laughs> yeah, really. No, no, but literally, if you think about that in anything, if you think about, okay, let's go back to the real estate agent. If you hang around people that are like, the market sucks, this sucks. Oh, it's hard. Like most but of them I are doing. A, I can't get, I can't get a buyer to do this. I can't get a seller to do this. And I'm like, you can't afford. You honestly cannot afford to take those thoughts and verbalize them. And you can't afford to hang with people that are talking like that because it's going to get on you. It is sticky. It's going to get on you. In 2008, when the market was was shifting all over the country, right? I literally oh, yeah. was in I was in a Remax I was in a Remax office, and I went to my sales meeting, and I was terrified. Everything was negative, negative, negative. I had just bought a new house. I had just hired like two new people on my like on a payroll, and I'm like, oh my gosh, the world's falling apart. What the <laughs> heck? And I, I, I was I remember I was like shaking, like I was like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. What I've never been here. So literally I walked out of there and I did the first thing I could think of. I walked out there, I walked into the, my office, I go, Nobody ever go to that meeting again. <laughs> don't even go don't go be by them. Don't go down by the, the, the snack room. Don't go there. You cannot afford to be around them. It's bad. They talk bad and we are not participating in this. We gotta go to work. It's so funny, that's literally, why I moved out. I'm right with you. And it took me a few more years. I think it was two thousand and twelve when I moved out. I, I couldn't stand to be around that. And the flip side of that is, I don't know if you find this, Amy, you work nationally as well as in your market, I know, It's that so many agents are saying, oh, there's no problem with the market, just buy a house. Oh, there's no problem with the market, just sell your house. For me, it's just tell the truth. Tell the truth about what's happening yeah, in the market with the interest truth. rates. Rates have changed, this is what's yes. impacted. Yeah, and tell sellers what it might look like and the implications and the strategy that we have and that's why I love this market because it's balancing out more for sellers and buyers. And yes, it does have different implications, but that's when we get creative. Like people who really know what they're doing in real estate that, you know, have different strategies and aren't just sticking a sign out and a lockbox on the door, which many, let's be honest, many have been able to do for the last few years as it's just been such an easy market. You stick a sign out and it sells however poorly you've you've done your job in that it, it sells anyway or however great you've done your job the market's changed so a lot of those agents are struggling and the ones who really say i'm going to get creative with this i'm going to do i'm going to help sellers understand they have so much equity that they can help buyers uh, buy down points so we can buy down points mm-hmm. we can help with seller possession after closing we can help with all kinds of strategies out there we can help with love it or leave it where, you know, you can move in from a different state. I know that's happening for you as well, Amy, where you can move in from a different state. You're unsure about the little town that's just outside the town. You haven't heard of it before. If you move in and you don't love your home in six months, we'll sell it for free for you. We have lots of strategies to help you. Amy and I have been through mm-hmm. this before, and that's where we mm-hmm. cut our teeth in real estate. Mm-hmm. When did you get into real estate, Amy? Uh, 1995. Oh my good lord! Um, I bought my I'm first. Thirty years in it. Wow, back when you were five, that's amazing. <laughs> I bought bought my first house here in I think it was 1997. It may have been 1996, and you were in real estate then, so you remember it was a hopping market. 
like it was a year ago. I remember when I got in real estate, interest rates were, um, uh, in my market, were like uh, just under 10% oh. when I got into real estate. But that seemed normal, right? He, totally normal. And here's the thing. I remember I, I, I went door knocking. I used to door knock all the time. Me We're too. back to that. We door knock all the time now. But I used to door knock all the time. And it's like I would much rather get in front of somebody than just make a phone call. Let me get in front of you, and I can find some things to talk to you about, right? Yeah. But I would literally like, guys, interest rates are like nine and three quarters. They are, I mean, this is awesome. <laughs> They've dropped. <laughs> <laughs> they dropped. They're nine and three quarters. This is killer. You know, you, this is a good time. But everything comes down to your perspective. If you want to look for the negative, you're going to find it quickly. If you want to look for the way out, the, the excuse, it's, it's readily available to you. That, you who yeah. wants to live a life like that? I know. And it's so funny. Um, I don't know, it just, we're all naturally built a certain way and I'm not built to look for the negative. However, I, I look for the obstacles in front because I was a, it's just the way I'm wired, right? I was a, uh, yeah. a, a business strategist before this and a business consultant before this, and now I'm a real estate agent and most people haven't bought or sold a house for a while. And they've no clue what the process looks like. Quite honestly, they just think, right. you know, some, so, I don't know, they sign a sheet of paper and then. They buy, and I'm not being rude. It's just if you haven't done it for a while, you've no idea of all these pieces that that um, have to go on, or how you fight your way through them. So, if for example, I'll give you a really obvious example that might help a lot of people out there. Do you have wells in your area? You um, on some on, like our acreages. Okay, so the when when properties are a little bit further out, the people have wells instead of being on city or, or county water. When you have a well, when maybe it's a little colder there, so you might not find this, Amy, about 50% of our wells come back with bacteria in the water at the water test. Now, this Ours is, come back high, too, because of farm fields. There you go. Yeah, it's probably... It'll come, this, back, high, it'll come back with high nitrates. It's funny. I, I grew up on well water, too. It's probably what happened to me. It's probably what sent me hate water, because I grew up <laughs> on well water all around the farms. Um, and, and in those days, I don't think we were ever shocking the well. So you can buy something off Amazon or your local store that shocks your well for about 38 bucks, less than $50. So if you're thinking about selling your house, shock your well. It's, it's, well, it's well worth it to shock your well for about 50 bucks. <laughs> because when you're under contract and they find out there's some bacteria in the water, it's going to cost you about 500 bucks for the company to remediate. Is that about the same for you, Amy? Yeah. So w- yep. why not save that four hundred and fifty bucks? And and so that that's what I mean about I look for the obstacles before they'll happen. Same thing with a septic. Do you well, have? I, mean, I, I do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. When I'm walking through when I'm walking through a listing, I'm always looking at where our object. Where, what's going to be our objective? Yes. What do we need to address before we get on the market? I always look at real estate like we're specialists. It's like going to the doctor. Yes. Hey, I'm gonna. Yeah. This is where the path is going. This is where, and I always tell my agents, people are going to trust you a lot more when you set the pace for them. Your chimney has got some tuck pointing issues. That's going to be an issue. Your your um, electrical panel is going to need to be updated. We don't do fuses anymore. Like these things are going to come up. Or your radon is probably in Iowa. Radon is probably going to be an issue eighty percent of the time. Yeah. Then clients nice aren't either. We can address it on the front end before it goes on the market, but they're not caught off guard. When it when it when they go through an inspection process or that that situation occurs, they just trust you more. Like, oh yeah, you know, you told me that. And it's, it's the same thing when you go through a medical procedure. You trust the doctor when they've prepared the path for you. Most What's going to happen, and then we'll do this and this. But if it, you get thrown a curveball and you're not prepared, and they, they, you start to distrust them. Right. 
Right. But do you you think, Amy, what is the reason that most agents are afraid to tell the truth or present it in that way? Is it because they just want that listing, whatever it takes? They're scared to say something that, you know, might seem derogatory about a home or something that costs money? Or why is it that many agents don't have the courage to just tell the truth? I think it is that lack of confidence. They desperately want the listing. They want to be, everyone wants everyone to like them. Everyone wants to be liked. Yes. Right? Like that's a natural human thing. We want to be liked. We, we want people to, to think that we're good at what we do, whatever. We want them to appreciate us. And so it's so easy to have those first initial, you know, woo, 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 love, love, love. Yeah, we can do this. We can do this. But here's the thing. We're not in a market like that. We're not in a market that, that you can do that anymore. In fact, I just sent out a video to our entire MLS saying, guys, most of you have never even gotten price adjustments before. You don't even know how to set the table. Yes. That happens at your initial conversation. That happens before you actually list the property. Like you have to be getting agreement and buy-in because again, when you set the stage for how this could possibly go and you don't have all the answers, you don't have the crystal ball, but how it potentially could go based on your experience and you have the, they just so trust you so much more. People in my market are always like, Amy's going to be brutally honest with you. And some people <laughs> like that and some people don't. I'm not for everybody, right? Uh, me too. So, approach, so what do you say to sellers? I want to hear this. So you go into sellers and let's just talk about pricing. And you say, listen, if you haven't gotten an offer within X, then we do this. What's that conversation that you have to set the stage about pricing or price drops? So right, right now is interesting because so many people are still like they're selling their homes and they've had their neighbor's house in the last two to three months yes. sell for big numbers, right? Yep. So when you're going into that situation, I'm like, yeah, I address the elephant in the room. So, yeah, so your neighbor's house sold for this and they sold for that. And, and I'm sure you might be thinking, you know, that was two or three months ago. We're in an entirely different market than that. Interest rates were half of what they were. So that has some impact. Fortunately for you, the good thing is in your price point, we're still having low inventory. So there's still pent up demand, right? So here's how this goes. You might want to price your home here based on those sales. But reality of it is, is your first out of the gate, your first opportunity, your best chance of the sale is obviously priced correctly. And I would much rather see you price correctly and drive a multiple offer situation because we still are seeing some of those. Drive a multiple offer situation and come in there competitive or not have to adjust much. Okay. If this doesn't, like, if I'm like, if we're not getting traction, if we're not getting action on your house the first week, we already have a price issue. How much action do you want to see? First seven days. What kind I, I, want, of... I want to. I want to see. I want to see. And depending on the price point, if we're talking like a medium size, a medium. Let's say average price, price point. So four. Let's say four hundred. Is that about your average? Our average price point is two twenty. Two twenty. Okay, so two twenty yeah. is the average. So average here is four twenty five. So people who are at four twenty five, listen to Amy right now. Hers is two twenty. It doesn't matter. This is average. This is where most people are buying. So. At your average price point, you're so, telling people what? In how many in seven days? At your, at your average price point, you need to be. I would think that you'd be seeing um, on your first day on availability. I would think you'd be. You'd at least have, you know, five to eight showings, okay. if not more, okay. right? And if that starts, and you should have that consistently. You should have. But here's the thing: we're seeing our market since the rates have changed so much. We're seeing, you know, maybe we're gonna have four to five showings, and then we're gonna have two the next day, two or three the next day. And we get an offer. You know, we do a lot of coming soon programs. Mm-hmm. And right now, I, I've always, we've used coming soon like for ninety five percent of all of our all of our listings for like the last two to three years. No, three years. And our 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 uh, multiple offer scenario where they're going way over list price has been like at ninety eight point nine percent. So 
and, and that's indicative of the market everywhere. Yeah. Right? Now I'm like, guys, I don't know that coming soon is in our board, we get, you know, two weeks of pre-marketing. And now I'm saying, I don't actually know that we should do coming. Me soon. too. I'm the same, I'm thinking, same place. Get it back on the market. We, we're in an urgency. We, yes. We're racing against rates. Yep. We're I racing feel the same against way. time. So I'm, I'm not actually even pushing coming soon anymore. I'm like, get on the market and let's go. Cause you got to get moved. I might do it for two days and then, you know, let that literally to, so we listed one this week and I thought, well, you know, they need a few days to get it ready. So I, you, you may be in this place as, as well, Amy, I'm not sure. So we, we went out to a house that's a little bit further out that just opened up today, actually. And it's going to have three showings that we're really happy with because it's a little bit further out as many of our houses are. Yeah. Great house, great views. And uh, we put it on coming soon for a couple of days because they were still finishing off the remodel. And right, sometimes right. now, that, so we wanted to leave it another week on coming soon to get it really finished and shiny like we normally would. I'm saying just get it out there yeah. now. We're butting up against the holidays. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there is yep. no time to lose. They're talking about, you know, they're talking about another interest rate hike next week. Right. So there's just no time right. to lose. It, forget. And so I feel like whatever shape your house is in, the, we've still got this unique window where inventory is low in many price points, the inventory, the, the number of houses, points. the number of houses for sale is still very low. So get stop saying I'm waiting till the leaves are coming on the trees. Nobody cares. They want a house. You know, we've got pent up demand. Yeah. They want a house. And stop saying, right. oh, I'll wait until I've changed my carpet or painted the walls or tied it up or put things away. How do you feel about that, Amy? I'm on the exact same page with you. I'm looking at everything with an urgency perspective. Like, unless it's something that's going to be a massive derailleur, I'm, or it's going to add, it's going to add massive impact <clears throat> to correct. Like what? Like, you got to go. Like a roof, a leak in the roof, <laughs> you, or cat smells. Into, like no, no. I walked into a house the other day that's absolutely gorgeous, right? But the entire house is painted bright orange. Ooh. When I say bright orange, I'm talking bright orange. <laughs> Bright purple, bright green. They're artists. Oh. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm like, that house will sell, but it will sell for probably 50 grand more if they just paint it. Maybe they're colorblind. So me, I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're not. I'm like, you guys like color, huh? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And I go, I don't mean, I go, I don't mean to offend you. I like color as well. And now if you walk in my house, every wall in my house is white. But <laughs> I go, I don't mean <laughs> me to too. offend you. Uh, and I don't mean to offend you, but. Um, here's a value perspective. I always ask for permission. I always say, so if I have suggestions for you that could make you more money and easily be taken care of, are you interested in hearing those? Amy and I were trained by the same person. It's so funny. Are you open to making those improvements? Are you open to doing those things? I get their permission on it. Yeah. So then they've given me the permission for me to step in and go, okay, this is what, and sometimes they'll say, absolutely not. I'm not doing anything. Okay, cool. Cool. Guess what? They always come back and say, but if I was going to do something, <laughs> what would I do? Yeah. You and know? I always add, do you want me to tell you this as we're walking around, or do you want me to tell you as we're sitting at the kitchen table? And they always say, just tell me as we're going around. And, yeah. you know, there are things so, you can live with and things you can't live with. And there's just little right. things sometimes, like, could you just cork around the bathtub because that's going to come up in the inspection? We also do a yeah. pre-inspection. Yeah. And, I, you know, because we do them on all our listings, the inspector will get in there in a day or two because we give him so much work. And then right. what comes back means that, you know, everybody's going in eyes wide open. And we definitely have sellers right. who say, oh, our house is perfect. And 
we're not doing anything. Well, well, that's fine. You don't have to do anything, but at least we can disclose to that offer that's coming in. Here's the issues with the house. We priced it accordingly. Take it or leave it. Don't put it under contract if you can't live with it because we don't want that stigmatized listing that's fallen out, which happens to, and this is another thing agents are scared to say, Amy, I think, over a third of contracts drop out without good preparation. I've taught this around the country, over a third. If you, sellers need to hear that. We have people listening all over the country right now, and I promise you, I've taught this in many different states to literally thousands of agents, and it's over a third of contracts drop out. When it drops out... Rowena, can I tell you something? Yes. Yeah. Tell, tell me that. What, what happens yeah, when, it when, when it drops out, you've got people calling in from all over the place saying... Well, what happened to that one? There must be something wrong with it. You know, they call us as the agent. Uh-huh. They yeah. ask what's wrong yeah. with the house. Yeah. <clears throat> it's stigmatized. Rowena, <clears throat> here's the thing. I take full, like, I take full response. Like, as agents, I tell my team all the time, deals do fall apart. But most of the time, deals fall apart because of, because of realtors. Mm-hmm. Very true. And they're, and they're like, what? I go, no, one of you quit. You get positioned in your, somebody quit. The buyer and seller are, are relying heavily on you. Somebody quit. Sometimes we have difficult, extreme situations, but generally, right? So we had two deals fall out this week, and both of them were completely unskilled agents on the other side. Oh. They had no skill. We, we had a deal fall apart because they had radon. And I'm like, what? Radon? 80% of our houses have radon. You yeah. have to be able to buy a house. Yeah. It's easily mitigated. And the agent said, oh, and she's been selling real estate for like six or seven years. And she said, oh, we wish we would have talked to you before we talked to our client. Oh. I'm like, oh, my gosh, unskilled. Another one, inspection. I'm like, why didn't you just come back and ask us? We would have, we would have addressed the roof issues. We didn't know we had any. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, they just felt overwhelmed by the roofing. And, and then there was some electrical. And then there was some paint and some windows. And I'm like, yeah, my seller would have addressed all those issues. But she'd already sent the cancellation notice to them and got, had them sign it. Once they did that, they're they've done. Done, done. yeah. Done. Before she before she even called me to talk about it. Well, I think sellers need to hear this too, and buyers as well, of course. As your buyers right now, um, you know, as as the mar- so we have interest rates that have doubled in just the last right. six months or the last year at least. They've they've doubled, so buyers are feeling a little nervous. They're also feeling nervous because they know we've crested the peak of the market, and we know that good old Clement Juglar in 1860, set the economic cycle seven to 11 years. If we're at the peak or we've just crested the peak, it's going to be seven to 11 years before those prices get up to the peak again. So naturally, buyers are feeling a little sensitive. Oh, shall we wait? We know all the reasons they shouldn't wait because if you're renting, God help you. If you're living in your parents' basement, what are you going to wait three and a half to five years, really, to buy your house (laughs) at the bottom? And that's just silly. However, Therefore, buyers are nervous right now. So if you as a seller know anything's wrong with your home, or why don't you find out? Why don't you pay that three or $400? Have your own inspection. Have it now if, you, right. if you're one of those people who are waiting for the spring. None of us understand why you're waiting for the spring, really, as a, as a great agent to get you out at the most money. That makes no sense at all right now. But if you are waiting for the spring, get your inspection now. You don't have to fix right. anything at all. And right, most of the things right. are nitpicky, right, Amy? I know this is the same in your yeah. market. It's a hinge yeah, on your master bedroom everywhere. door. It's a hinge squeaks or there's some cork yep. missing at the back of the bathroom or a couple of roof tiles need replacing or some flashing around the chimney. What are your other common ones, Amy? 
moisture first, in your basement. Right, we've got some negative. We got some negative grade around the foundation. Oh yes, classic, right? right. And it's usually your your freaking gutters need cleaning or <clears throat> your downspout. Yeah. Your downspouts it isn't. I just had one. Your downspouts not attached to the plastic pipe, the big tube that pulls it away from the house. Or, yeah, that's or a common one. Sometimes our our gas lines, the CCST line, is not grounded, and they make it sound oh. like a big. It's a it's a big fire hazard to all these fireplaces. Anything installed like in the last um, probably seven or eight years, they always get grounded. But before that, there has their fire strikes, right? Oh, um, hazards. It's just, it makes it sound so freaky. Yeah, it oh does. My gosh, your gas lines not grounded. Radon. If, if lightning hits your house, killer. it will literally. It's going to be killer. There's been explosions. It's happened. Da da da. Buyers get their eyes yeah. so you know their biggest saucers, and I'm like, yeah, it's sixty dollars to have a to have an electrician come in yes. and ground that. And radon's twelve hundred here. What's your radon? How much is your radon to Ra- mitigate? Same thing. Twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred. It's not that big so a deal, like, guys. And then you own a house that's got radon mitigation in it. Radon's everywhere. It's not just in Iowa and North Carolina. Radon is in every single state in this country. It's just that somehow the government learned, and I wish someone could educate me on how they did this. Radon is the second biggest killer after cigarettes uh, with lung cancer. Now, how, how on earth they figured that out? Because did they go to every house that, somebody, that somebody's lived in in their life and check it for radon? I don't think so. I don't know how they figured that out, Amy, but the government says that, you know, it's the biggest, second biggest killer. So now you want to have a radon test in practically every house you go into. And most of them will score over the four. Is it for, it's four where you are because it's federal, obviously. <clears throat> most of them will score over yep. the four. And then we need mitigation. It's just a pipe, basically. It fans it out, you know, and it's naturally occurring in the granite in the soil. So anywhere you got granite, you got a little bit more, more radon. How come you can't get it off radon countertops, radon off countertops? They supposedly say you can. You, you can. And you know what's funny is I asked my inspector that one day and he said, well, you'd have to sleep on it for it to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, no, they so supposedly say you can. Yeah, because it comes Here's out of granite. The thing that I think is interesting: whenever I buy a house, I just I don't even test it for radon because radon is. I mean, depends on the season. It might be low when you test it and high the next season, right? right? So, to me personally, for twelve hundred bucks, I just want to eliminate the thought of it. Yeah, I agree with you. Whether it really does, whether it really does do what it says it does. I'd really just eliminate the thought of it. So I don't even have to worry about it. So every house that I buy personally um, to live in or rent out, I just install radon. I don't even test for it. I love I that. Care. I'm like, I'm assuming it has it. It's 1200 bucks. Let's just eliminate the thought. Yeah, because so many of them do, right? And so, so many of the mitigations, because this has only been going on um, here for about 10 years. Suddenly the government became aware of the issue. I guess we didn't have the, you know, smokers, smokers were declining. No, now we had to target something <clears throat> else. Do you know, do you know that they get radon in our state? In our state, they get paid a portion of all the installations. Who does? The, our, the state does. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. I bet our state does, too. I'll have to look into that. I had no idea. I think, like 100, I think they get like a the, – the radon guy told me that they get like $100 for every install. The state gets like $100 for every install, I think. I wonder how they get over that. How, how, I mean, we are on a conservative station here, so <laughs> I wonder how they get yeah, away with I, that. I don't know. But to me, it kind of – because they do get paid on it, it, it kind of makes it feel like it's bogus. Oh, yeah. But it's still again, lucky. at the end of the day, it's still an objection. It still is what it is, and no one really knows. Right. So I'm like, 1200 bucks. 
who really cares? Just deal with it. Yeah, and you're going to sell that house one day. And that's the other thing I want yeah. buyers to realize. You want that radon mitigation system in because yeah. many modern houses, well, all new houses have them. They have to have them. They just they yeah. put the pipes under yeah. the concrete or you know whatever system they put in if you've got a crawl space it goes in it's law now it has to go in so you you know you want to think how can my house compete sellers you have to start thinking differently how can my house yep. compete against a new house and this is this is i'm not licensed in all the other states but people listen in all the other states you most of our markets have shifted now already so you have to think yep. how can my house compete with a brand new house one of them is to get the inspection, go through all those nitpicky little things. Most of you can manage a cork gun or, you know, I don't know, screwdriver to fix those squeaky hinges or get the door shutting properly. Most of you can do about two-thirds of the things on the inspection report. And by the way, there's over 30 items on it. Actually, my inspector just said 35 items on a normal inspection report. Are you seeing that, Amy? Yeah. Of course you are. Yep. It's, it's nationwide, right? So it's, it's over 35 items. Like- yeah. And people don't and realize people, that. And I and I just tell people, like, if we can just handle those little things up front, everything is building a case against you or for you. Right. Of how the house has been cared for or how it's not been cared for. Oh, I like that. So building a case. little things. Like, it's just building a case against you. And it's telling a story that may or may not be true. So let's just handle it. Right? I, and I, I, I think that when people, when people go into it, I'm like, guys, let's just address these issues. They're simple. You can correct them. It's not a big deal. I know it seems like a hassle. That's where I step in and say, I'll set it all up. Yes. Like in today's market, I'm like, I'll set everything up for you. I have yeah. all the people that'll jump for me because we do we use them so much right. that I'll get them over here, get it taken care of. It doesn't have to be a stress on you on your part. But again, you just want to make sure that it's kind of like saying, make sure your front step and your, your outside, the icing on the cake, it all looks good because everything. And now people are back to, I have options. I yes. can shop. I can wait. Everything has to, it's again, it's just, oh, wow, this all looks great. It's fresh. Walk in. It's, oh, it's well-maintained. Oh, yeah, this looks good. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Where you walk up in the front door, the front door scuffed, and, and maybe that was fine a year ago. And, you know. You You're making me nervous. Coffee. Have you been to my house? Because my little dog, no. Paul Randy, my little dog has done a number on the front door. I mean, it's like she's little, so it's only a little number. And the steps are cracked, and our contractor put the steps back poorly. So I feel like you described. Have you been looking at my pictures and zooming in, Amy? <laughs> I haven't. Good. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. But it's all those little things that are building a case for or against you. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, I love what we're talking about this morning because we started off with mindset, and really this is all about mindset. It's about keeping it positive. It's about being eyes wide open. Stop procrastinating. Stop digging your head in the sand and going, oh, for buyers particularly, don't you, aren't you hearing they think interest rates are going to go down next year or, you know, we're going to have a red wave in, in the midterms and therefore rates will go down? Are you hearing that? So they're just waiting it out? They are, but here's the, here's the thing. I'm like, guys, I've also heard on the other side that they could go to 9%. Yes. So, like, I, I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen. I think, I think we're all at the mercy of whatever, and we know what we know today. I've never said that more than I've said it recently. I'm like, I only know the market today. I can't tell you a month from now. Yeah. I can't project any of that. Take what, what, what we can work with is what we know today. You're right. For buyers that are out there, I'm like, guys, a buyer, yeah, your interest rate has doubled. Truth. But your ability to buy a house without paying 20, 30, 40, 50 grand over list price is also not happening. You yes. can negotiate now. You get to have an inspection again. So when it all shakes out, 
I feel like a buyer is really in a 5 or 10% better position than they were six months ago in our market. What's your average rent there, Amy? Our average rent's like $1,800 a month now. Let's say 2000 Our, to our to rents make, are it, high. Right, because they've gone up because there's no inventory, right? There, there aren't there's the no rentals out there. There's no inventory, so renter. So if you're, I, I mean, I, I love being a landlord right now because I'm just getting high rent yes, on all my stuff. Yes. And that's great, but I'm like, it's so dumb for people to be, I mean, I don't mean anything by this, but unless, if you have the ability to do something, yeah, it's not, it's not wise to rent right now. But honestly, I think a lot of people don't realize they have the ability to do something. And what, what really uh, makes me sad is we look at $2,000, right? That's $24,000 a year. That's 72000 in three years. So we expect mm-hmm. the bottom of the market, Clément Juglar, 1860, set the economic cycle, seven to 11 years. It's never changed apart from this last cycle, which extended by two and a half years. Right, so it goes up, it goes down. It goes. The economic cycle goes up, goes down. We all know this, really, if we think about it. We've all been part of the cycles. It hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. So, looking is is history going to change? Maybe it will. Maybe we don't know, and we just know what we know today. But if history doesn't change, then the prices are going to decline by something. It could be one percent. It could be ten percent. We don't know what it will decline by. However, here's what we do know: you, as a buyer, <clears throat> are going to wait until the bottom of the market. You're going to pay $72,000, a little bit less in Amy's market. So whatever, 1,800 times. Can anybody do that fast? No. Somewhere somewhere around $70,000, you're going to pay out of pocket. You can't paint your house. You maybe can't have pets or your pets are limited. You, it's not your house. You're not building any equity. You're not getting on the equity ladder and you're going to be three years older. So that's $72,000 that you're paying somebody else's mortgage that you're basically throwing away. Isn't that a massive cushion to cover you should the prices come down? I mean, think about that. Mm-hmm. Particularly in your market. Oh, my gosh, you're only at, what are you, 2100 210000 did you say, or 220 Yeah, 220 So you're at 220 like our- Well, let's do the yeah, math here. 220 right? So 220 mm-hmm. they're waiting for three years. And your market declines by 10%, right? So 22, so you go down to about 200, right? Let's go down 20%, shock horror. You're going to be down to about 180, right? So in, in, I'm right. talking about in three years' time. So in three years' time, shock horror, you've lost. 30% is dramatic. No one's expecting that. So absolutely worst-case scenario. I love to work with worst-case scenario. You've, you've lost $40,000. Guess what you'd have paid in rent? About $65,000. Yeah. So you're 25000 better off. You're on the equity ladder. You've paid off some of your mortgage. You've probably refinanced at this point. You've remodeled your bathroom. Your doggy can run around in the yard. Your kids can have a place to call home, right? Right, yep. And yeah. it makes me no, sad. Really, really, really good. Yeah, people aren't aware. that. Um, no, I think those are such great perspectives that you brought to that. I'm going to. I'm actually going to talk to my team about that. Yes, um, it's just when you do the math. We're, on we're, it. we're door knock. We're door knocking apartments, so I'm gonna, we are going to do the math on it. Um, I just yeah, have a little sheet that shows them, and the, the cushion of you know the money that you might lose. And guess what? You might not lose that money. And if you're going to stay there for seven to eleven years, it's most likely based on history since 1860 that was set up by good old Clement Juglar, setting up the economic cycle. If you're going to stay in it for 7 to 11, it's going to be worth more than it's worth now, right? So it, it just makes no sense. If you're going to stay in, in it for three to five years, you'll yes, you will be at the bottom. But you're still not spending 
that sixty to eighty thousand dollars in rent that you just you know putting down the toilet. You're shitting on yourself again. Rowena, they just had a whole. They, uh, we've been presenting this to agents all over our marketplace, but in the last seven recessions, there's only been one time. Well, two. One time, uh, real estate went down one percent, which I don't even really look at that as a real adjustment. Um, but other than that, 2008, it went down 16 percent across the country, right? But beyond that, it's always grown like to like like just maybe like uh, two to three percent. Yeah. But it's not gone backwards, right? In my market. We have seen a steady increase, never a decrease, in 23 years. Wow. Uh, so our values are 87.9% higher than they were 20 years ago. Good Lord. Right? But never a decrease. Not 2008, not anything. Never a decline in my market. Well, the interesting... Not massive the, highs, <clears throat> not, not big highs and big lows, but no, but just steady, slow, slow, slow growth. And that's really where you want it. And of course... Growth can be affected by all kinds of things. You know, it could be new factories coming in. It could be, you know, new Amazons coming in, whatever it is, new places to work coming in, higher paid wages coming in, more opportunity or just whatever it is that attracts people. Um, We have the mountains here. We have breweries here. We have more breweries per per capita than anywhere else in in the country. It's crazy. Beer City USA. So if you like beer, come and and hang out. I know you you have a lot of that too. I'm I'm not suggesting you drink a lot of beer. Yeah, we we do. Yeah. (laughs) But you you have a lot of breweries. Um, So probably uh, the people in our markets would would like each other's markets. So um, go on. I have actually been up there, Amy. I love it, especially in the summer, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, you've been to Iowa. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the whole Cedar Falls right. area and, and Iowa City and the yeah. and the breweries and the restaurants up there. I mean, it's just a just a beautiful, beautiful area. Um, but yeah, we're talking about uh, mindset here today with Amy. We have Amy coming into town on Thursday. I can't wait. Well, oh, I can't wait to have you here. So one to four. It's gonna be fun. I can't wait to see it. Oh my gosh, it'll be so much fun. We've got over a hundred people who are attending our event. Feel free to book a seat awesome. if you or tell people who who are in real estate about it, realtymastery.com, realtymastery.com. Marty Hampton is going to be there. Um, We're so excited to have her. She's the number one team in Raleigh. She was the number one agent for Remax in all of the country before she wasn't Remax anymore. (laughs) I don't know how else to say that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we've all been boxes. Like number, number three in the world. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And she's coming to she's coming to little old Asheville. So Amy is speaking about mindset, and as you can see today, like Amy doesn't pull any punches. She she just she goes for it. She's going to be completely honest, and you can see everybody's eyes get wide and their ears are opened and their and their hearts are filled with the truth. I love that. Uh, we then we so we have Amy speaking first, and then we have Marty Hampton speaking, who is going to talk about the magic in getting listings. I think you'll hear a lot of the same, quite honestly. It's about mindset. It's about strategy. And in this market, yep. needing to have someone with a lot more experience. If you're thinking about selling your home, would you go with your sister-in-law right now if your sister-in-law didn't have 15 years experience and was a top agent, Amy? Absolutely not. Right. So you, you, you want... You need that specialist. Yes, Absolutely who really, really knows what they're doing. I'm telling you people, you can't put a sign out in a lockbox on the door anymore. You really need somebody with experience. And then I'm coming on and I'll be talking about, I have a best-selling book on find your unique value proposition. In other words, what's unique about what you do? Most people think, well, I'm not unique. 
but I've taught this to thousands of people across the country, and I tell them at the beginning, I am locking that door until I find one for each and every one of you. And they, they just don't realize That's how awesome. they can, can talk to people in a different way. I had um, two musicians, for example, who came in and they said, you know, we're in our 50s, we're just starting in real estate, and, and we, we just, you know, what's different about us? We had a music rec- career, now we're in real estate. I said, tie the two together, tie what your passion is, you love music, go to all the music yeah. stores, tell them how many buyers that you're working with, leave, leave a pile of cards, do a blog that talks yeah. all about music, uh, you know, attract people who are interested in music, that is your niche. That is that is your audience. Yeah. You you speak yeah. you speak the same language. This stuff is so easy when you know what to do. And then we have a great yeah. panel coming in who we'll be talking to. It will have a great panel that are on for the final half an hour. And then guess what? We'll have cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm more excited about wow. you speaking, Amy, sorry, than the hors d'oeuvres and the cocktails. Let's not get that wrong for a second. Well, my love, we've been chatting here for a whole hour. Can you believe that? That has gone quickly. I know. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your radio show. I can't wait to see you this week. It's going to be awesome. We power packed, but I know it's awesome. People are going to walk out with strategic keys to actually change their life. Yeah, and it and really is. It's life changing when you get the mentality where you can look at the glass half full instead of the glass half empty, and you can surround mm-hmm. yourselves with those mentors who know what to do when you have an issue, whatever kind of issue it is. Um, I'll be calling you on the way home, Amy. You can help me with all of mine. Just kidding. (laughs) Then everything changes. Thank you so much for being on today. Absolutely great show. All down to Amy, who who got us going. And Amy Wienens from Iowa, thank you so much. We'll see you on the radio next week, guys. And uh, thanks for listening today. This has been the Plain English Real Estate Show with Rowena Patton. Visit Rowena and post your questions at RadioAsheville.com or call her at 828-210-1648.